All right. So write one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on the left-hand side. And I want you to take 30 seconds to the next minute or so as these are coming around. And don't feel bad. You can catch up uh, to what we're doing, uh, even if you don't get one right now. Uh, I want you to list seven different things that you are thankful for. Once you take 30 seconds, hopefully it should take you that long, um, but seven different things that you're thankful for. Seven different things. They don't have to be ranked in order. Those numbers are for your benefit later. <laughs> Talk about that why. Take seven things that you are thankful for. It could be friends, family. It could be having a job. It could be uh, the house or where you, where you live, food on the table. Jesus is a great one to put down. It could be your car. We have to stop at seven. You do not have to stop at seven, but for right, you, for right now, all you need is seven. I know the song says all you need is love, but right now all you need is seven, so... All right, so those sticky notes are coming around, and, and hopefully everyone will get a chance to, and, to get one and, and write down the seven different things that you are thankful for. I want to start off with a joke this morning. Everyone likes a joke, right? Woo! All right. So I, I read about a man who's in the desert, and he's just crawling. There's no water. He's like barely able to stand, and he doesn't know where to go, and he's lost. And finally, he comes to this one house, almost it seems like an oasis in the middle of this desert. And he comes up, and there's this house there. And he knocks on the door, and it's, it's a preacher. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. I'm almost dead. And this preacher takes his time, takes a couple weeks to, to kind of nurse this man back to health. He, he gives him some water. He gives him some food. And the guy's getting his, his strength back. And he's, he's trying to go back to the nearest town. And the preacher says, well, I know where that is. And, and I have a horse that can, that can help get you there. It'll be much faster. And you can just leave the horse in town. And I'm coming in in a few days. And and I can catch up with you and get my horse back. But there's, there's a few things you need to know about this horse. If you want this horse to actually move, you've got to say not hya, right? Or not mush, or not any of those other words. If you want the horse to actually go, you have to say thank God. And if you want the horse to stop, you have to say amen. And the guy's like, okay, that's a little weird. Thanks for the horse. I'll be, I'll be heading out and, and off to town. So... He gets on the horse, and of course, he goes, yeah, and the horse doesn't move. He's like, you got to be kidding me. What is this horse? And so he goes, thank God. And the horse starts slowly going. He's like, all right, thank God. And the horse starts getting faster and faster. He's screaming, thank God, and the horse is galloping. He's like, we're making great time. And he's going so fast, he actually misses the fact that they're coming up on the edge of a cliff. And he's like, whoa, and the horse doesn't stop. He's like, pull back, and the horse doesn't stop. And he remembers what the preacher said. He said, amen. And the horse comes to a screeching halt right there on the edge of the cliff. He almost gets thrown off. And they're standing over there looking over this insurmountable depth. And he says, oh, thank God. <laughs> you see, sometimes, sometimes it may feel like we're just saying thank God because we have to. Sometimes it may seem like we're saying thank God because it gets something out of it for us, maybe. Sometimes we might even feel like we're saying thank God just to make things go out of routine. We don't really take time to stop and thank God. And if we're honest, even when we say it, we kind of don't often really mean it. We kind of breeze past 
thank God. Skip to the amen. Some of you maybe came in that way this morning. Maybe, maybe you're full of turkey and dressing. Maybe you're full of just family. You've had all you can take this weekend and you can't wait till they're gone tomorrow. Maybe you're just full of that. Maybe you're just full of different things. But maybe you went out to shop on Black Friday. Anybody? And within 24 hours from being thankful, you quickly joined the crazy masses of people trying to get the best deal for themselves. Yes, thankfulness. Yes, TV. I don't know how that works for some people. Irregardless, it's easy for us today to really not truly be thankful. I don't want us to just to, it might seem cliche to talk about thanks or thankfulness on Thanksgiving weekend, but it's a good time for us to kind of pause and stop because this moment's going to pass us by. And it's going to be Christmas presents and holiday lights and, and, and trees and all that kind of stuff. And you're going to get busy. And you may not have time to get through this next season and actually be thankful. So we're going to nip that in the bud, right, this morning. We're not, we can't go into this next season and not actually be thankful. So we're going to talk about it this morning. And there's a chapter from Psalms today that I hope will put some different things in perspective for us. And it's the entire chapter. Good news. Psalm 100. And if you turn there, you'll see this little guy's just five short verses. So I'm not asking a lot here. Like a whole chapter of Psalm. Oh, five verses. We can do that. Psalm 100. And we're just going to read this together first, and we're going to break this down this morning. It says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with, here's that word, thanksgiving, and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good, and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This is such... Such a good little short psalm. I hope it's something that you can just kind of, it's almost even long enough to not on this post-it note, but on a different post-it note. I mean, it's, it's that short. You can kind of put this together and just think on this for, well, forever. And there are three verbs in here that if we just read it like we just did, without, without dwelling on how important these three verbs are, we, we'll miss this whole psalm. Oh, that's a cute little psalm. I like that. Thankfulness and worship and and the Lord is good, and all the things a good Christian wants, right? In one f- short five. Why do not we preach on this for everything else? Just five verses. Everything's in there. But we need to break down these, these three verbs because they are crucial to actually understanding what's going on here. So we're going to break this down. Here, here's verse 1 and 2. Shout. There's that verb. So let's say that together. Shout. What if we shout, shout together? Is that weird? Everyone? Shout! All right. There we go. Awesome. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Now, what is this word going on here? It's obviously it's shout. What do you come to? Why are we praising before Thanksgiving? Shouldn't it be the other way, or is it thanks before praise? And this this psalm actually sets out it's almost a step one, step two, step three for us. And this first verb is what? It's shout. And it might seem like a little bit out of order, and some of the others might seem a little bit out of order, but this is crucial. Because a spirit of thankfulness cannot come out of a heart that doesn't worship. A spirit of thankfulness cannot come out of a heart that doesn't worship. Let me explain. 
uh, it was probably a long time ago, was, I think it was during the Romans 12, 12 series, but we talked a little bit about the difference between happiness and joy, if you were here, if you remember that, right? right? Joy comes from the Lord, joy comes up from within us, right? Happiness is something that happens outside of us. So joy comes up from within, happiness happens outside. Something happens in your life and it makes you happy. You get a new TV and it makes you happy. You get a new girlfriend and it makes you happy. You ditch the girlfriend and it makes you happy. Whatever that is, the things that happen outside of of you make you happy, but joy, joy is not happiness. Joy comes from the Lord and joy exists within. And it's the same thing with appreciation and thankfulness. With appreciation and thankfulness. Because when you know God, you're not just appreciative that the sun came up and you have a new day. Ah, thanks. That's just, you know, it's a little bonus to being, I mean, it could have been dark, but this whole sun up thing, God, that's a win. I appreciate that. No, you're thankful for that. You don't, you don't just appreciate having a job, you're, you're thankful for having a job. You don't just appreciate Jesus dying on the cross for you giving you an eternity with Him. You're thankful for that. Because that's not just here, that's every day on forward. And anyone who knows what Jesus did on the cross cannot simply just appreciate His sacrifice, right? We're thankful for it. And there's a big difference between appreciation and thankfulness that us Christian people a lot of times just get completely wrong. We appreciate we appreciate God. We appreciate things that He's done for us. Thank you for this food and, and the house. And Amen. We just breeze past it. We just appreciate it. But we're not internally thankful. Because again, if joy comes from the inside and happiness is outside, thankfulness is inside and appreciation is outside. Y'all with me on that? The same kind of the parallel. And a lot of us today, we, we just appreciate, to be honest. We're not actually thankful. And there's a big difference for us. It's like kind of like receiving a gift you don't really want. Some of us are about to be through that in about 21 days or whatever. You know, oh, that thing. I don't want underwear. <laughs> you know, socks and ties from grandma. Here they come. It's like getting that gift you're not really wanting. You might appreciate it. Yay! Another tie. You might appreciate it, but you're not thankful for it. But when that's something that you really want, that really, that big thing that you're like, oh, I can't wait, maybe it's the new drone that came out. Maybe that's really exciting. Maybe, maybe it's the new clothes. Okay, maybe it's new shoes. Maybe you just have oodles of shoes in your closet and that's your thing. And you, just, Oh, when you open a box of shoes, it's like, and you smell them. Maybe you're that person. I could be weird. We can talk about that later. But maybe you're that person. And whatever that thing is, you're not just appreciative for that thing. You're, you're thankful for that thing. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you got me these, these football tickets or these whatever it was. You went over and beyond and I, wow, I'm thankful for that. And you know why you're thankful for that? Because on some basic level, that thing, that video game, that chocolate chip cookies even, that thing that you're really thankful for gets some degree of your worship. That's why you're thankful for that thing. If you ever wondered why we start church services off singing 
It's because of verses like this. The first verb is what? It's shout. It's not being appreciative for God. It's starting off our time together being thankful for God. And we're going to do that in song. This psalm tells us right there, sing songs of joy, of gladness. We're going to shout. A lot of times we come to church, we're like, yay. Or, oh, it's that song again. And we miss the point of why we're doing what we're doing. And we're not actually thankful to be the church in this place with a loving and gracious God. And that happens when we just appreciate Him. We appreciate Jesus. We appreciate our faith. We appreciate this building. And we're not thankful for it. We're going to go to the next verb here. If you've kind of read along a little bit, you kind of know where I'm going. And that second or that third verse there, what's that verb? It starts off. No, right? So our first verb, shout. Shout, come with praise. Sing songs of joy to God right off the top. Doesn't matter how you feel, good day, bad day, sing to God with gladness. Doesn't matter if you're sick or well, sing to God with gladness. Doesn't matter if you can sing or can't, sing to God with gladness. Just do it alone, I'm just kidding. Um, so now we get to this second when we get to this second verb, and it's know. Know that the Lord is God. He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. And again, this one might seem a little bit out of order. Shouldn't we know first, and then sing, and then praise, and then shout? No. And that's N-O, not K-N-O-W. No. Shout first. Shout! Shout first, right? And then, takes a second, and then know that the Lord is God. And again, this is not out of order. You might, you know, you, it might not make sense to you, but we're going to explain it. How about that? How many of us have sat in countless church services, and it's maybe even this one this morning for you, and you just kind of, again, you just went through the motions. Well, we sing some songs, then we have the uncomfortable handshaky greeting time. Then there's some announcements, and, and then a couple other things, and then Josh is going to talk for a little bit, and then I kind of take a five-second nap, like right there in the, in the lull in the middle, and then we, I wake back up, and we have a closing song, and then we go to lunch. Sunday morning. Ta-da! you just kind of gone through the motions. It's because in this moment or that moment or wherever that is or you are in your life, you didn't actually know who He was in that moment. That video we watched this morning said it's all made up of, of countless little precious moments that we can actually, not the little figurines, I'm talking about moments in our lives that we can actually pause and take a moment and actually not appreciate but be thankful. I'm thankful in this moment. I want to shout with you. I want to praise with you. And I want us to know that He is God. It's like the worship and the shouting kind of cracks open the outer shell and God can move outside of us, right? To within us. And we sit there and we're like, oh, now, I've sang, I've praised. And that was always uplifting. And you always feel better after you sing to God, right? I've never met a person who felt worse after they sang to God, ever. It can't happen. Sing to God. And now you get to this more intimate place where you can know God. And that's where this verb comes in. Say, so what, what does this mean? He is He who made us and we are His. We are His people and, and the sheep of His pasture. They kind of catty-corner that with something completely different and almost completely the same. 
If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn over to John chapter 10. No longer is it the words of the psalmist who many believe is David. This is actually Jesus now. Good shepherd and his sheep. John chapter 10, verses 22 through 30. And this will be on screen as well if you need it. So then came the festival of dedication in Jerusalem. And it was winter. And Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were gathered there around him saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. If you're, if you're, if you're the Son of God, just tell us. And Jesus is like having these, you've got to be kidding me moments. And Jesus answered, I did tell you. But you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you do not believe because you are not my, and here's that word, that weird sheep thing again. My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. And notice right here that Jesus, again, kind of, out of all things he could have you know, made a reference to or a metaphor or an analogy out of, he chooses sheep. The same thing that the psalmist was writing about. The sheep follow him and they know him, they trust him, and also he knows them. And after we begin with worship, we enter into a deeper relationship with him. So if you want to really know God, to be honest, don't read religious books about him, don't study other resources or watch biblical documentaries. That's helpful, sure. But if you want to really know God, worship Him. And when you live a life of worship, always first. Not second, not third, not fourth. When you put God first, and He's the thing you're really excited and thankful about in your life. When that's the way it is, you will learn and know that the Lord is God. And you will know that He made you that you are His precious creation. And you're that, that sheep that follows the shepherd. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. And that's where that moment comes out of. It's not running around like a chicken with your head cut off and know that I'm God. It's not go crazy for the holidays and know that I'm God. Don't go Black Friday shopping and know that I am God. Be still, worship the Lord, and know who He is in your life. And we can't read this psalm and, and to some degree probably not have some type of identity crisis. To be honest, some Christians today, that's probably what's, why churches are kind of looked at as hypocritical. Why some churches are looked at, well, they did that thing and I just got burned there and I'm never going to go back. Because there are people in there who profess to know Christ and having identity Christ because they don't know Christ. I mean, know Christ. They attend and they show up but they don't have a relationship with Him. And that's what this verse means. Sing praise to God with gladness. Again, no matter how you feel, good or bad, start off with worship and you enter into this relationship of knowing who God is in your life today. If we want to get to a point where we're going to be truly thankful, we have to worship God and know without a doubt, without a doubt, that it's Him who we are following. And no one or no thing, nothing else. So now we get up to this third verb here. We've had, what's our first one? Shout. Weakness. What's our first one? Alright, there we go, shout. Our second verb was what? No. no. I say yes. Our second verb was no, and then that gets us to our third verb. Right? 
What's our third verb? Enter. Someone's following along. Yes. Third verb is enter. Bonus points to Tony in the back. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with, what's this? Now that makes sense, right? Because we've already done that. Give thanks to him and praise his name. And this verse might even seem a little bit redundant, right? Wait, enter his gates with thanksgiving and then also give thanks and praise his name. What's, what's with the two thanks going on there? Because after beginning with a heart of worship and being reminded of who God is in our lives, we then are able to enter his gates with thanksgiving. What does that mean? What does that mean? Let's put it this way. Guys, you'll understand this if you're married. So when Lisa and I were dating, you know, it was, guys, we all enter this phase of crazy pursuit, right? You know, when we get really excited, we plan things, we go out on dates, we might even do things we don't usually do, like open car doors or buy flowers. We're after this woman, right? Right? And then a ring goes on the finger, you're like, almost there, right? And then, and then you get married, and you're like, yes! Mic drop. I'm out. And you just kind of quit, right? To some level. You're like, battle is won. What's the next objective? Get a new job. Okay, and then woman just gets left behind the wayside. I'm not going to talk too much about that. You can go back and listen to our series on relationships. But if we think about this, if we think about this with God, it starts to make a little bit more sense for us. And that's why it says, you know, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And then what, after all of that, give thanks to him. Wait, I thought I entered with thanksgiving. And then once I'm inside giving thanksgiving on the way in, then I have to continue giving thanksgiving? Yes. Because otherwise, you're not cultivating that relationship. You're, you're, you're that guy who's dating the girl, and, and you get married, and then you just check out of the relationship. And that's, again, where you might find yourself this morning. Maybe you've been a Christian for a long time. Maybe you've known Jesus for a long time. But at that moment back then, when you came into a relationship with Him, and where you find yourself this morning couldn't be two different worlds apart. And you're like, I thought I knew Jesus. I thought He knew me. I thought, it was, I thought we were sheep. I thought, I, thought, you know, I thought He was shepherd and I was sheep and I got this. Somewhere along the way, you stopped investing in the relationship. You stopped being thankful for what He was providing. That's why we did the sticky notes that, that we passed out this morning. You guys have seven things, right? Written down on your post-it note that you're thankful for. I want to invite you to think about is, is when was the last time you actually sat down, devoted time, not in the middle of a prayer that you're about to eat food, and the food is hot and it's getting cold, so pray fast. Not in one of those moments, but when was one of the times you actually sat down and thanked God for those things that are on your list? Like intentionally, on purpose, carved out time. Not during a commercial break, not while you're brushing your teeth. When's the last moment you actually carved out time in your life to thank God for those things that are on your list? Not third person like to someone else. Like, Scott, I'm really thankful God did this in my life. What has happened there? I actually haven't given God thanks. Do you see that? I actually haven't taken a moment. I've just told him that I'm appreciative, really, because I haven't given God thanks. So I want to invite you to take the, that. There's seven of them, because guess how many days there are in the next week? 
ha <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like this is planned out. And so take those number one, two, three, four, and I want to invite you to carve out time each day. And whatever that number one is, guess what number one is? That's today. Take time today. Five minutes, 15 minutes, 50 minutes, five hours. I don't know what your day looks like. Carve out time and thank God prayerfully and worship about that thing. Tomorrow, day two, take time. And thank God for whatever it is you wrote down in number two, number three, number four, number five, so on. And this is going to be a week of thanks for us. And we're going to come back next Sunday. And I'll tell you what, your heart is not going to be happy. It's going to be joyful, overflowing with thanks. Because this, if you do this, you cannot not be reminded about how good God is, how loving He is. And that's where this all ends up. So we have these three verbs. You're like, well, why do all this? Why? And then we have this last verse 5. Why do all this? For the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues for all generations. In other words, let's kind of put this in modern day terms. God is never going to be the bad thing in your life. God is never going to be the bad thing in your life. Girlfriend might be the bad thing. Relationships might be the bad thing. Maybe, maybe just addiction is the bad thing or the job is the bad thing that's really dragging you down. God will never be the bad thing in your life, ever. If you work on that relationship with Him, too, God is never going to quit loving you. The second part of this verse. Why wouldn't we be thankful for that? Right? God is never going to stop loving you. And the third part, He's never going to give up on you. Why do all that? Why be thankful? Because the Lord is good. Because His love endures forever. And because His faithfulness continues for all generations. That's why. You see, thankfulness doesn't have anything to do with some Mayflower boat coming to America. Thankfulness doesn't have anything to do with pilgrims or Native American Indians sitting down at some made-up table. It doesn't have anything to do with corn mazes or pumpkin pie or millions of sad little turkeys eaten and just absolutely devoured or how much food you can just smother in gravy. Thankfulness doesn't have anything to do with family get-togethers or even football games. It's, it's not forgotten about when amazing shopping deals distract the holiday that had been set aside. You see, thankfulness does have everything to do with worshiping the Lord, shouting that praise to His name. It does have everything to do with knowing that He alone is God and the One who made you in this world. Look around. Sun coming up. Moon, stars, trees. <sighs> Oxygen. That's good, right? Otherwise, we'd be kaput. It does have everything to do with entering His courts, being with the Lord, and bringing the best you have to offer Him because He is good, because His love endures forever, and because His faithfulness continues for all generations. You see, a life of thankfulness does not begin and end this weekend. It's going to be really easy for us to shift into a new gear and go into Christmas mode and pictures with Santa and holiday cards and all that other kind of stuff. It's going to be really easy for us to just skip this moment and not actually take some time to be thankful. A life of thankfulness does not begin and end this weekend. It overflows from a life that loves from a life that knows and from a life that serves Jesus. So I'll invite you to those seven things on your post-it note this week. Don't just be appreciative. 
be thankful. For the Lord is good. His love endures forever. And His faithfulness continues for all generations.